Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, happy Thursday, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And as usual, for all those who are in the L.A. area, the the call-in number is 424-258-9337. And for everyone else, including all of those right here in the absolutely lovely three-day weekend coming up, San Francisco Bay Area, the toll-free number is 877-697-9725. Producer kind of is back this week, and so she will be opening up the chat room, and you can hang out there and listen in on the show, and I will be logging in after the show to answer any questions. So today we're going to be talking about conscious wellness. And what I mean by conscious wellness is when we take it out of just the fact that the body is going to take care of the body and pretty much we can run on autopilot. When we have an issue that comes up, it draws our attention. We become very aware of the body. We focus on those parts that are hurting. We focus on what it is we need to focus on in order to get better. The rest of the time, quite honestly, most of the time, if something isn't hurting or something isn't bothering us, we really sort of take the body for granted. We go along, we do our daily thing. It's sort of like when you have a cold and you can't breathe through your nose, suddenly you're very aware of what that means, while pretty much 24-7 the rest of the time, we don't even think about how many times we breathe in and out through our nose. So unless something is drawing our attention to it, it kind of gets put back on, you know, the priority list behind paying our bills and taking care of things we need to take care of and dealing with people and, and all of those things. So this is about taking our wellness into that place of conscious thought and just even if it's every once in a while, just taking a moment to realize how absolutely amazing we are to realize that the human body is making an almost infinite number of calculations and adjustments all throughout the day. Our temperature is regulated. Our pH is regulated. Our respiration is controlled. Our heart continues to beat. And all of those things go on without us even really being that actively involved. So when we consider really focusing on what it is that we can do to help our bodies be in the best shape it can, to be really aware of what is happening with our physical self, especially when there's nothing really to draw our attention, it takes us to that place of what I call conscious wellness. Now, there's a saying that says that the body cries the tears that the eyes do not. And what I mean by this is that when we have a lot of emotion going up, especially things like hard emotions, sadness, 
fear, when we're feeling anxious, if we don't express it, and, you know, the idea of either crying, and, and it can be crying, or it can simply be talking about what's going on with us. If we don't let that energy out, that energy is going to turn inward. And it can create a lot of problems. It can elevate our blood pressure. It can throw off our blood sugar. It can create anxiety disorders. After a while, when the body gets used to being anxious, that's kind of where it stays. And it will respond as if that is the natural state of being, is to be anxious, to have anxiety. So what can we do? Well, the first thing that we can do is, one, on there's body, mind, and spirit aspects. From the physical self is just work on being really aware of what's happening in the body. Just at some point in the day, just go, you know what? I need to take a deep breath. And when you take that deep breath, think about how is your body feeling? You know, are, are you feeling stressed or tense in any particular part of your body? Do you feel tired? Do you feel really energetic? Just taking a moment to go, hey, body, just checking in. What's up? Maybe your knee is bothering you. Maybe, you know, it's like, oh, I hadn't really noticed it, but yeah, I can't really step on that side very easily. Whatever it is that the body is dealing with, and it will, it deals with a lot without really having to get us involved because, you know, the body knows we've got other things to do. And when we take the time to really pay attention to it, when we take the time to, even if it's when we're eating, we see how our body, how does your body feel while you're eating? And that can vary a lot depending on what you're eating. Depends if you like really spicy food like I do, and oh, I love my spicy food. My body definitely responds. It tells me that it is experiencing something unusual. And, you know, you get the burning in the mouth. You get the sweat. And, and maybe your nose starts to run. When I, I don't know too many people that if they don't eat something spicy, that they don't have some type of physical reaction. Well, that's our body letting us know, hey, you've shifted something, and we're just trying to be able to adapt to it. And I don't eat spicy food every day, so the body goes, oh, okay, we'll give you this one. We know you don't always do this to us. And when we look at the relationship that we have with food, when you're eating and let's say you reach a point where you figure you should be full and then you, maybe you continue to eat a little bit more. Maybe it's like, oh, my gosh, that is just so good. I'm just going to have some extra. When our body first gives us signals that, you know what, we can slow this down. How about we, you know, push away from the table for a few minutes, maybe take a little walk around the room, see how we feel. But we will override that because of what we want. We want more of that, and there's lots and lots and lots of different reasons why that can become an issue, where when people are full, they can continue to eat, which normally takes it into a place of, an emotional piece that is is not being met, that there's some sort of, you know, need to use that food, especially comfort food, in order to feel emotionally better. 
And while I'm pretty sure that, you know, the body is willing to adapt to it to a certain degree, after a while, when that becomes the habit, well, then the body begins to respond like, okay, this is just going to be the status, so we're going to shut down a lot of the hunger, you know, because when, you know, when the stretch receptors in the stomach begin to stretch and reach a certain point, that's when it says, okay, we've had enough, we're full. If that's not kicking in, the more and more that you eat often will bring that instinct lower and lower and lower and lower. So you're actually eating way more than what your body would say that you need. So when we pay attention to actually experiencing the food that we eat, focusing on it, chewing it, savoring it, and yet slowing it down, slowing that process down to be able to go, okay, you know, when I feel full, I'm all right. I I don't need an extra little bit because physically you don't need it. So if on an emotional level you need it or you want it, then that would be something that you could take a look at and you could study. But the body will tell you, okay, we've had enough. So when we really pay attention, when we honor it, when we haven't had enough sleep and we can't stay awake and, you know, we're trying coffee and chocolate-covered coffee beans and, and, you know, energy drinks and all that kind of stuff, our body is telling us it's time to go to bed. It's time to rest. We need this, and we're going to start, you know, running this process a little bit more slowly and a little bit more slowly until you realize you need to go and get some rest. Now, often, and I certainly am guilty of this quite often, even though we know we need to get rest, our body is telling us we need to get rest, there's still that piece where it's like, you know, I, I just have to get through this. I just have to, I just have to make it through, and then after that I'll rest or I can't slow down, I can't slow down, that's not honoring the body, quite quite frankly and quite honestly. And I say that knowing that I have done that myself. And it is a really a very hard work for me to be able to stop and say, okay, no, I just need to go home and go to bed. I need to take a nap. And naps are a beautiful thing. Naps are an amazing thing. I mean, you know, when I think back when I was younger and I was made to take a nap, it's like, man, if I could just take a break in the middle of the day and take like, you know, an hour or two hours to sleep, that would be nice. And it's very hard. And for some people, there's there's an emotional piece. There's like, no, you know, I've got to keep going, especially if there's something weighing on them, if, if they're they're grieving. When you are in grief, one of the main ways that people deal with it is by getting themselves really busy. If, if there's been a loss that's been close to you or if, if something has happened and you're feeling helpless, often keeping busy allows us to feel less helpless because there's something that we're doing. So when we don't want to slow down, maybe we figure if we slow down, whatever it is, whatever emotional piece that we're trying to outrun will catch up with us. And it is sort of like something running behind you, the little monster running behind you, saying, hey, you're going to have to deal with me sooner or later. You can, you know, you can try to outrun me, but sooner or later I'm going to catch up with you. And we figure if we stay busy, if we stay focused, we can stay ahead of that. The problem is, is that it exhausts the body. And the more exhausted the body gets, 
it just drains all of our energy, and then we can't stay ahead of it. Usually they say if you're having a nightmare where something's chasing you, you stop and you turn around. And at that point in the dream, the power of whatever that is is taken away. So the idea that we stay busy because it's the easiest thing for us to do, well, yeah, it is a tool in the toolkit. I I don't judge the tools in the toolkit. Whatever toolkit you have or whatever tool you have in it, that's great. You know, you go with that. Just make sure you take a thought towards does this tool really serve me? Is this the best thing that I can do in order to resolve this situation? And it really can be a very tricky thing to try to be able to find balance with the fact that, you know what, i got to slow down. I can't keep up this pace. And if I do, I'm going to make myself sick to the point where I'm not going to be able to help anybody. And when you're one of the people who helps a lot of people, they're counting on you to take care of yourself. It is not selfish to say, you know what, I'd love to go, I'd love to be there, but I can't. I need to take some downtime. I need to take some time for myself. And that is an amazing, amazing thing. That is a gift that you give to other people. First, you're letting them know, hey, I'm willing to be vulnerable enough to step past my ego and accept that I can't do this. And I know that you can be able to understand. And sometimes people do and sometimes people don't. If they don't, it doesn't matter because you still need to do it. Your body is saying, you better listen to me. Because if you don't listen to me where I just make you feel a little bit tired, I will escalate. The body is very good at escalating. If we don't pay attention, if we don't become aware of what it is that the body is doing, then it's like, fine, you don't want to listen to me now? You know, wait till the nagging headache starts. Yeah, try to keep that pace up when you've got a migraine. So our body is happy to work with us unless we decide not to work with it. Now, there's also that the mental aspect, which also has to do with exhaustion. Those times when we just cannot think clearly. You know, we, we, we're so, has anybody ever been so tired, and I'm pretty sure everybody has, that you reach that point that you're not even tired anymore and it makes it really hard to focus? That is when we have burdened our minds so much that we're no longer, you know, really aware that we're affecting our ability to think with clarity. When we focus on, okay, you know, stress is building up in my life, and I've got a lot of stresses, and your choice is either to address the stress or don't address the stress. If you don't address the stress, then, the, you know, everything is going to become a lot more difficult. We cannot ignore the stress in our lives. We cannot smile and pretend like they don't affect us because they do. Oh, my gosh. Life can be very, very hard. I 
go with the saying. You know, I created a saying that says life is fun until it isn't and it sucks until it doesn't. Well, when it's fun and we can, and our bodies are relaxed and our minds are relaxed and you're doing something that you love, it's, it's like, you know, you've got this energy that just runs through you. You're having fun. You're happy. You're laughing. And when times are not so good, when that stress builds up and it's just we get emotional and we get cranky and we get fearful and all those mental processes that come through that take us out of that place of being in balance with ourselves. And one of the main things that really will kick in is that stress. When we go into fight or flight, which is actually fight, flight, or freeze, and we're stuck in that for a long enough time, it just really interferes with our ability not only to enjoy life, but to be able to make clear, calm decisions and not go into that place of emotion and not fall into more fear. When we're dealing with things, and especially if you're a type of person who handles a lot of different things for a lot of different people, and you find that you're forgetting things a lot, and you find that all of a sudden projects are just not being addressed, and you don't even have the enthusiasm to be able to go and address things, that means that you're in a lot of stress, that your body's system is being taxed. And it is, a, you know, it is so important that we realize when our brains need to go offline for a little bit, when we need to just sit down and watch a movie that makes us laugh or, or that makes us cry or that just makes us feel good, when we need to put the phone down and go out and take a walk in the woods or maybe go and see a, a stage show that you've always wanted to see or go to a museum or just sit around some flowers or play with puppies or kittens or, or anything. There are times when we need to shut off from those things that take from us. In life, things either give you energy or take energy away from you. And if your life is such that everything is taking energy away from you, then ultimately you're going to run out. You're going to hit a point when you're just exhausted. And being mentally exhausted is just so difficult to really go about and do the things that you want to do. Now it can also affect spirit. And that gets into a major area, especially for healers, especially for counselors, especially for people who, who walk in that spirit way. When we burn ourselves out, when we overtax ourselves, and a lot of people who know me, I know you're probably shaking your heads right now, going, really, really, you're giving this talk? Why, yes, I am. Because of the fact that I know how hard it is not to do it. I know it can, it can almost reach a level that you, know, you could almost call an addiction. 
to constantly be there to answer everybody's call, to answer everybody's problem, to come home after working with one person and somebody gives you a call and you jump up and you, you know, head out to go take care of that person. That is a lot of my life. And I have been working really, really hard to take a look at that and go, okay, how much of that do I absolutely need to do? In how many cases can I pass that off to somebody else? Can I, you know, I'm not like dumping somebody off onto somebody, but saying, you know what, I really can't assist you right now. Let me call in somebody else who can. Let me connect you with somebody. And, yes, a part of it, and especially for for healers and spiritual folks, you know, we tend to have a little bit of ego. Sometimes we have a lot of ego. And sometimes we think to ourselves, nobody can do it better than I can. Nobody can take care of these people better than I can. Nobody can have the balance and be that safe place and all of these things that we tell ourselves. Well, maybe that's true. Maybe you are really, really, really good at it. The thing is, the only way that other people get really good at it is by doing what you did, which is doing it over and over. Maybe you mess up. Maybe you do it well. Maybe, you know, it's hit or miss at first. The whole point of walking in this world in a spiritual way is that it allows others to be empowered to move forward, especially if you're a teacher. If you're a teacher, it's about you helping your students to be able to move forward and be the people they can be and be the practitioners and not being the only one. I decided that one thing that was important to me is that I let the people that I work with know and that I really embrace the idea that I am happy to be a part of the answer. I just can't be the only answer. And it's really important to know the difference between being a part of the answer and being the only answer. Being the only answer means that it's all on you. And that is a really hard place to be because we all get tired, because we all reach a place where we need to stop and step back. None of us can be everything for everyone. And sometimes that's a really hard thing to accept. And so what we do is we put on the brave face. We smile and we, you know, just soldier on. And maybe it works and maybe it doesn't. The problem is when it becomes the absolute math. The problem is, I mean, you know, we all have, are somewhere along the spectrum. It's like, well, you know, it's a tough day, but I'm still feeling all right. Or, yeah, I've been working on this and this and this, but you know what? I'm still okay. I'm, I'm still okay to do things. I've had pe- people tell me, it's like, man, you need to go lay down. You need to go rest. You need to go do this. And I check in with myself, and it's like, you know what? They're right, but I know I've got at least another hour in me that I can do, and then I can go in and rest. I can finish up this and then move on. So it, it's about being really authentic with ourselves when we are trying to con ourselves. And it really can get very serious 
because especially if you work on a spiritual level, if you connect with, with people who are going through, you know, big spiritual issues, that stuff will get on you faster than barbecue sauce at a barbecue when you're wearing white. You will end up carrying around all this stuff from all these other people, and then you're trying to figure out how to get yourself put back together again. When we are not authentic, and we don't have to, being authentic does not mean being hurtful. It means I need to really own that there are things that I can do sometimes and there are things I can't. And I need to be able to be authentic with other people and let them know when I'm not in a place where I can help them. And yes, maybe they may get upset, maybe they may get irritated. Yeah, they may say it's like, well, you help this person, you help this person, you should help me. And maybe you had more energy helping these other folks. Maybe this case is a little bit different. We really need to embrace being authentic with ourselves because when we're authentic with ourselves, it helps others be, one, authentic with themselves, and two, understand that while maybe you fixing the problem will be easier for them, that they actually have more to learn by going through the process and figuring out how to fix it themselves. I mean, even if they take a try at it, it doesn't mean it's going to go well necessarily, but by allowing people to step up to view their own needs, to view their own power, then they may need you a little bit less. Maybe you give them the tools. Okay, well, here's, you know, here's the way you can do a clearing bath. And then there's these other things that you could do in this meditation that you can do. And this should help you until we can have a chance to get together when I'm feeling better. And sometimes that's very cool. Sometimes people can learn how to use the tools so that they don't have to come to you as much. And they'll say, it's like, well, you know, I was... You call and check on them, and they go, well, I was feeling pretty bad, but, you know, I, I remembered what you told me. And as a teacher, there is no phrase that just tickles your heart more than, I remembered what you told me. And then they apply it, and they realize, oh, well, then I felt better. Hey, thanks. Because then it's that whole thing of giving someone a fish or teaching someone to fish. And when we are our authentic selves, when we empower others, to maybe, you know, they can take some of their own stuff on and be okay, then we not only create conscious wellness for ourselves, but we teach others to create conscious wellness for themselves. It is not selfish to decide that you need a break. It is not wrong to tell someone, I can't help you right now, Let me find someone who can. Or here are some tools that you could use. This should be okay. Because it's better to do that. It's better to say, I cannot do this right now, as opposed to going in and doing it and letting resentment build up inside you. That resentment is not going anywhere. It is going to stay in there, and it's going to slowly build and slowly build, until you are unable to use the tools that you normally can use. So 
be conscious. Appreciate everything that you have within you, the body, the mind, and the spirit, especially the body, because often, you know, very few of us feel like 100% happy with our bodies. And so, you know, we want to develop the mind, we want to develop the spirit, but the body is like, well, you know, it just has pain occasionally that disrupts my life. You know what? The body does an amazing job taking care of us each and every day. Appreciate it. It works hard. It adapts. And we can adapt. And we can make things a lot easier. That's when we work in harmony with our bodies, minds, and spirits, by being conscious. And you may find that you are sleeping better. You may find that you don't have to eat more than what you feel comfortable with. And you may find that you walk in this world much more gently and with more happiness. So thank you for joining me. I will be back next Thursday, and I will be checking into the chat room right after the show. So if you have any questions, I will be there. Otherwise, you can reach me through my website at www.the-healing-house.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and like me on Facebook. And uh, you can also comment regarding this episode and let me know uh, what it is that if there's a topic that you would like to hear me cover, that would be great. And leave any comments that you'd like. So, until next week, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings. I wish you wonderful opportunities to connect and really appreciate all of your gifts and all of your senses. And whatever it means to you, I hope you have a wonderful week. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care.